Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Some once-exclusive podcasters are challenging the notion that you can never go home again. They assume their audience will be happy to see them, but reality may not line up with those assumptions. Today's episode is brought to you by Gumball, the premier marketplace to easily and efficiently buy host-read podcast ads. Gumball provides a transparent and modern buying platform, connecting great podcasts with the best advertisers. Gumball takes away all the logistical headaches for podcasters and advertisers alike by managing inventory schedules, providing easy and consistent ad script instructions, easy air check uploading, and ensuring payments are made in a timely fashion. Best of all, Gumball takes pride in offering the most podcaster-friendly terms as a standard, meaning more money flowing directly to the podcaster, as it should be. If your show is pulling down more than 10,000 downloads per episode, you owe it to yourself to talk to Gumball at gumball.fm to see how they can help you make even more money with your podcast. That's gumball.fm. And tell them Evo sent you. Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. We're starting to see movement in the exclusive side of podcasting again. But this time, it's not just shows moving toward exclusivity. We're also seeing shows moving out of exclusivity deals with some single platform and once again becoming widely distributed on all the platforms. Now, while that's more than a little concerning for those exclusive platforms, like, uh, is that business model really working out? It's quite exciting to podcast listeners and also podcasters alike. It's exciting to listeners because they can now freely enjoy what was for at least a time exclusive and perhaps off limits. And it's exciting to podcasters because maybe exclusive doesn't mean forever. Podcasters who've gone exclusive, they're now realizing that, hey, they can always go back to free, right? I mean, either at the end of the exclusive period they signed up for, or by breaking, or better yet, renegotiating their contract on that exclusivity. Part of the calculus that an exiting, if you will, uh, an exclusive agreement looks like, I think the podcaster makes three different assumptions about their audience and what's going to happen when they go back to wide distribution for their show. Assumption number one is that, well, the listeners followed me here, wherever that happens to be, and they're going to stay with me, whether that's here on that exclusive platform or somewhere else. And that assumption is probably true. I can't fault much of that. 
I do think that some of the existing audience who were listening while the show was exclusive are going to be able and quite happy to switch to a different app. Some will be. And as long as you're still on that app that you moved people to when you went exclusive podcaster, they'll be happy to listen there too. But that only assumes that that exclusive app you were on still has your show listed. It might not. What happens if that app itself is exclusive and only exclusive shows can be on that app? Will your listeners follow you off? Well, hang on. That exclusive app might be, to those listeners, a much better experience. It's curated content. It's better than the other apps that are out there. They may have found that that app works really well for them. And by the way, I think it's way too early to discount tightly curated apps that list a very mu- a much smaller set of podcasts that are able to present a better listener experience. I know we've had a lot of very early failures on this, but I think those are lessons learned for the next wave of podcast apps coming out. So that's assumption number one. Assumption two is, well, the listeners that I lost when I went exclusive a year ago, two years ago, they'll all come back to me. Are you sure about that? I mean, some grudges are really hard to get over. There are loads of vitriol that you can see in various online forums every time a show announces going exclusive. And while I agree with Dave that Twitter is not real life, I know that listeners are spoiled for choice already. Many of them not long after the podcast they used to love to listen to goes exclusive who choose not to switch to that app, even if that's a free app, many of them will move on and they'll fill the void that you and your podcast left with another host of another podcast. Now, the more niche your show is, the better your chances of gaining those listeners back. But I want you to think for a minute about all the podcasts that you used to listen to five years ago that are still being produced and you don't listen to them right now. It's still great content, but you've moved on. You just don't have the time to listen to those shows that you previously did. Now, you can mitigate this by keeping in contact with your listeners while you're exclusive, obviously, and then emailing them and saying, hey, I'm back to free distribution. But, of course, that assumes that you've already have their email and you have that relationship with them. And also, you need to realize that many of them who were going to be, who, when you moved, will be very pissed off at you and have unsubscribed from that email and your social accounts. So no, I don't think you can bet on the fact that your listeners that you abandoned will be happy to see you return. Third assumption, with wider distribution, plus your loyal fans... And the fans who came back, who didn't listen to you for a while, those will all work together to help your show reach a larger audience. And yes, I I think that will help you reach a wider audience, but will that audience be larger than the size of your audience when you went exclusive and you lost a lot? I don't know. But do you really need it to be, I guess is the other question. Why do that? Does it matter if you're bigger or smaller? Is it just better to be distributed widely? One thing, though, if you do need a larger audience, coming back is going to mean more hustling from you. 
And if you've been out of the game for a while, you may see that the hustling game has changed quite a bit, and suddenly you're behind. So this is a cautionary tale before you jump to exclusive. But one thing I want to be clear on, I am not opposed to shows taking the exclusive route if that's the right opportunity for them. I don't begrudge anyone that decision that they have made. But when you're thinking about it, just be sure you understand that reality of when the exclusive in of when the exclusivity is over, when it loses its luster, and you want to come back to wide distribution, may not be the same game you left. I'm doing a reverse boostagram today, and I'm welcoming all the attendees of She Podcast Live to the Phoenix area. She Podcast Live is a conference that's starting tomorrow, and I will be in attendance. Woohoo! If you're going to be there, I would love to meet up with you. I actually will have on my possession the entire time I'm there some special gifts just for listeners of Podcast Pontification. So do not hesitate if you see me to step right on up and introduce yourself as a listener you will get a free little gift. And if you want to give me a gift, the gift of value for value, please visit podcastpontifications.com slash value for value to find easy ways to make that happen. That's it. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast, Pontifications. Cheers. Podcast Pontifications is written and narrated by Evo Terra. He's on a mission to make podcasting better. Links to everything mentioned in today's episode are in the notes section of your podcast listening app. A written-to-be-read article based on today's episode is available at podcastpontifications.com, where you'll also find a video version and a corrected transcript. Both created by Alley Press. Podcast Pontifications is a production of Simpler Media. Find out more at simpler.media. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, 
or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.